to the Skeptic Wire. a new voice. It's uh, <laughs> episode 92 of the Skeptic Wire for, what is it, January 10th. 10th of 2013, our second show of the new year. Yay! 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 And with me this week, oh wait, I'm your host Gary Lawn, and with me this week are Greg Perrine. Hello, I am your Darlock host. <laughs> yeah, we exercise that guy. Uh, Donna Swafford. Hello, hello, hello. And we have a guest this week, Janine, Nurse Janine. Like, hi. <laughs> and, uh, oh, God, is she from the valley? Because, like, I don't do the valley. Oh, my God. Like, like, oh, my God. So it's that kind of nurse you're visiting. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm visiting San Diego and uh, visiting Janine, and she has listened to us at least once. I thought, oh, you're going to do that? Yeah, I can be part of that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly My apologies, Janine. <laughs> I said, okay. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I have to be a part of something that people uh, stare at me for because I always listen with my headphones on and I'm laughing out loud. <laughs> and so people just see me walking around laughing out loud and they're like, oh. in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a natural part of human psychology to to want to be part of something bigger than yourself. So, you are now part of something bigger than yourself in joining us on the podcast. Oh, that just wow, sounds really funny. That's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, I'm honored to be a part of something that's bigger than I am. Yeah, you might want to rethink that statement after you listen to the episode that we record tonight. Yeah, because I'm not editing it. Uh, so, do we have any birthdays this week? We do have birthdays, and I'm, I'm sorry, Gary, it is someone who is dead. I know how well, you there prefer... there the spanking. Okay. I don't know. No, no. I don't, is... We're keeping the spanking. <laughs> depends on whether you think it's a reward or a punishment. Well, I don't that care. That depends on what you think, right? <laughs> This is well. This I'm not is, shut him up. This is getting fun, awkward. Okay. Does anybody? Go and ahead, this Donna. This episode is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Oh God, I wish they were sponsoring us. We gotta start. We gotta actually ask them. That'll be our New Year's resolution. I actually, ask Adam and Eve to sponsor us for once. I asked for a spanking machine for my birthday. <laughs> I'd settle for a swing. Ah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I might be able to get you one of those. I do know some people. <laughs> she knows some people. Oh, How I hard like could it be you buy a swing and install it in your room? I mean, geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I got an engineer here. Could you, yeah. <laughs> Electrical. Could you FedEx that? <laughs> so, speaking of engineers and machines and inventions and stuff, does anybody know who Catherine Burr Blodgett is? Burbludget? <laughs> I don't know, but Burbludget, I'm not sure. That just pisses me off. She was the inventor of the blodger 
that what's her name used in the Harry Potter books? You mean yeah, the, yeah, the bludger. The, the bludger the, 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 from Quidditch. Yes, from Quidditch. No. <sighs> okay, uh, maybe but she, she was an inventor. Oh, so she was the forefront of um, the blodge that turned into the, the blodge. <laughs> the blog? So people used to blog, but now uh, they blog. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, she was the first blogger on the internet before it was invented, ever. Sorry, no, and I'm also going to cut you off. She did not create the Bellagio in Las Vegas. Did she create the Blamange? <laughs> was she a cook? No, you're getting really even further afar. Uh, did further she, afar? <laughs> did she create the anti-Blamange from uh, Xyrex13? Sorry, what's her name again? <laughs> Blamange. No, wait. Burbudgeon. I thought it was Blodger. Blodger. Burblodger? Blodget. Her name is Catherine Burblodget. B L O D G E T T. So her actual, her last name was Blodget, not Burblodget. Correct. Her maiden, her her full name is Burblodget. Her middle name is Burr. Her last name is Blodget. B U R R. Correct. Oh, did she give birth to uh, Raymond Burr? The Nor Aaron Burr, no. Aaron Burr, whatever the hell his name was. <laughs> what about the Burr holes that you put in skulls? Was she the first mm. person who came up with the word cold? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, okay, goes, here's a hint. She was born in 1898. Oh, that's no hint at all. That it's helps. a terrible hint, but it's a hint. That helps. Did she create the steam engine? No. But she was a inventor. Okay. So you might as well can, just can, tell can you us. give us more than just a date, perhaps? Like, give us a clue. <laughs> like a genre of what she invented. Yeah, you're not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> you're only just realizing this now? <laughs> no, but I thought I'd put it out there for she was born in, uh, oh god, this is gonna fuck me up. She was born in Schenectady, New York, okay. Yeah, Schenectady, New York, and, Does, this, um, does that have she, to do with anything that she invented? No, no, I'm just going into her biography right now. <laughs> no, tell us! You're okay. not giving us a chance to guess what she did, we because you're not giving clues. us any clues. Um, she was, I, I really don't know how to give clues for what she did. It was chemical processes that she invented. Okay, she came up with a dye process. A dye process, as in D twenty rolling to save process, or no, dyeing as in coloring a cloth. things. She did some stuff that involved colors, but nothing to do with dyeing cloths or anything like that. Okay, a blood test. No, she was more of an engineer, physics kind of inventor than a medical inventor. Okay, she made the prism. No, but she worked a lot with glass. Uh, she, uh, uh, wait, oh, she invented low-reflectance invisible glass. Yes! Yes, she did! You cheated because you you're Googled, looking You Googled, you bastard! I, no, I was just looking over Janine's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so she Googled, you bastard! <laughs> no, no, she Wikipedia. High five! <laughs> we have burbludgeoned him. Or burbludgeoned him. <laughs> We've invented a new verb. She was a pretty smart kid uh, with a talent for mathematics and went to college at uh, Bryn Mawr and then went on to get a master's and eventually was the first woman to be awarded a PhD in physics 
from the University of Cambridge wow. in 1926. Yay. That's Look pretty all awesome. She oh. was also the first woman to be hired as a scientist for the General Electric lab that she worked at. Yeah, but you know what? She had to step up because her father was a patent attorney there. So it's like she just took over his job. No, 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 no. Kudos <laughs> to her because her thesis was on thesis. what chemicals. Yeah, yeah, that. Not theses. She just threw that one against the wall like this. Her thesis was on the chemical structure of gas masks, and she determined that almost all poisonous gases can be absorbed by carbon molecules. That's really that's That's pretty cool. cool. That probably helped save a lot of lives. Yeah. And the other invention that um, I was mentioning that had to do with colors is that um, for a while they couldn't really figure out how to determine thicknesses of very thin stuff, like soap bubbles. But she was able to figure out that the thicknesses of these chemicals that were soap bubbles or other things, or maybe the stuff that they uh, would dip glass into, coat it to be non-reflective, their color would change based on their thickness. So instead of having to use like a micrometer or something for something so thin that you couldn't use a micrometer for, you could just say... Well, anything that's this thick is this certain shade of color. So, you know, essentially a color palette idea of how you figure out how thick something is when it's a very, very small, uh, a very thin but not, not, structure. not in human terms. No. She just say, you are so thick, you're violet. <laughs> but as it is also noted on Wikipedia, that coding that she helped develop this invisible glass is used in was used in film for a long time. I assume it was used in films for windows, so they wouldn't reflect cameras back? No, it's probably the lens, because it was used in cinematography. It's what helped create the look of Gone with the Wind. But I think you're missing the most important point of her history, is that she was famous for making applesauce and poppers. Says so right here in Wikipedia. Yes. Well, she also played bridge. Can't forget that. And was an amateur astronomer. Astronomer? Astronomer. Have you been drinking, Greg? Because I have. Just <laughs> hardest thing I've had today is lemonade. Did you get thrown off the plane again, Gary? No, but I was uh, next to someone who almost got thrown off the plane. Well, you know what? We're really proud of you this time. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. So that is Catherine Burr Blodgett, who was born January 10th, 1898, and passed away in October 12th, 1979. And everybody all together, she lived a rich and full life. Full life. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday! (laughs) Um, She did not have any children because she never got married, Uh, but there's no indications one way or the other of her personal life on that side. But uh, she did a lot of cool inventing and is a neat woman pioneer. So, yay! 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 Yay. (laughs) Well, that's something on a a positive note, isn't it? Speaking of positivity and, and, and all that, I want to positively apologize to all the listeners for the horrendous quality of the audio from my side last week um that was that will never ever ever happen again so don't (laughs) right Uh, (laughs) damn that Uh, oh wait can i say that yeah greg greg you know you know the reason why you sounded like hell last week is because you weren't thinking positively 
<laughs> oh, I'm just horrible, aren't if I? If you would just put out those positive, positive vibes. vibes. Yeah, you could have overcome... Your audio quality would have been so much yeah, better. Yeah, you, you could have overcome your inner Dalek. You know, Janine, I liked you until now, but now that you're thinking... Talking all wooey. What do you got? What do you got to say for yourself to defend yourself on this whole vibe and energy and vibration talk that you're doing now? Well, I don't really believe about the whole vibration. Aha! I caught you. That's no, not... you didn't catch me. I actually said it out loud. So... That's weird because you actually have a lot of batteries in your house. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny any of the above or. Below. Below. <laughs> in between. 95% of the people do, 5% lie. No, I've just noticed in my listening of your podcast that you, you really tend to wail against positive thinking theorists. Um, and and I, was, I was amused when you specifically ma- mentioned Deepak Chopra. And I happen to be reading We're one always of his... amused when you mention Deepak yeah, Absolutely. Chopra. <laughs> well, I happen to be reading one of his books. But I'm also admitting that he is extremely wooey. However, I also know, just from talking to doctors, from doing research, that positive thinking cannot be discounted on a physiological and biological level. It just can't. For the same reasons why any other type of emotional reaction can't be discounted. It's well known that you have an immediate physiological reaction to fear and emergencies. Your body releases chemicals, your blood vessels constrict, they automatically shunt all the blood to your vital organs, your pupils dilate, it's the fight or flight response. And that's just by thinking of something. And it happens on a, a nanosecond, however long that is. <laughs> it's not quantum. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's an instant response. Right. So why can't your body also respond to calming thoughts. There's a lot out there on the benefits of meditation. There's a lot out there on the benefits of stress reduction, which to me is the same thing as positive thinking. Stress kills. It's a well-known documented fact. They talk about it. They give you drugs for it. Well, I think you're conflating our ideas of uh, railing against positive thinking with railing against thinking positive thoughts as opposed to like things like The Secret. And Deepak Chopra goes along with this where thinking good thoughts will bring good things to you. Now, we know that having a positive attitude can actually help you. That's what he's saying in his book. He's not telling you to discount Western medicine. He's telling you to get your medical treatment, and while you're doing that, why not try this? Because it's not going to hurt. I think our biggest problem with someone like Deepak Chopra is not that he talks about positive thinking as something that's good for you. It's that a lot of people will say that doctors aren't like alternative medicine people because they don't center on things like meditation or a healthy diet, that they're all about just the, the, the numbers and the diagnosis and they don't expand to that where every doctor I've ever had is, you know, are you any stress going on? Are you finding ways to relax and and exercise and all that? Where it's the mischaracterization of Western medicine that it's not caring about that sort of thing. So when we criticize someone who is very wooey, in addition to saying, well, yeah, you should see your doctor, it kind of all kind of groups together and saying, well, as if the doctor wasn't doing that, 
no, the doctor is already doing that. So let's let's not focus on the crystals and the dolphins and the healing that way. Let's worry about medicine that will actually work, accompanied by things like exercise and relaxation, so that people can get better. And you are right that if you're if you're constantly stressed, you're not getting better. You're more more likely to get sick and all that kind of thing. Well, I work with a lot of doctors and I, you know, and I've seen a lot of doctors and they don't ask that. My neurologist is focused strictly on the physical aspects of my brain. He's not worried about, you know, and, and I've, I've inquired him, well, you know, what about, what about diet? What about meditation? What about that? And he's like, oh, you know, I, I don't know about this, but you need to take this drug. And he is an excellent, excellent doctor head of the stroke program. I mean, he has no social life. His whole life revolves around medicine and the brain. I mean, he's, as a nurse, he's a pain in the ass because he orders every test under the sun. As a patient, he's exactly who you want. But he has no inkling of anything other than science, other than brain and plaques on the brain and aneurysms and strokes in the brain. And the mechanical portions of that's, it. That's all he's worried about. Not about the thought process. Not about anything else. I have no doubt that you're going to come across individuals who are that way. That's the unfortunate part of both of us saying anecdotes of me saying, oh, doctors I've had have worried about my diet. Maybe that's because I'm overweight. But I was more going kind of the broad overstroking idea of that all Western medicine doesn't do that. Yeah, there are individuals who need a better bedside manner. But one of the things that, because your approach is from a different thing, I'm more concerned about the positive thinking where the positive thinking is the end-all and be-all of what you're trying to do to correct the problem. And that should be a concern. Right. And that's the problem that I see is a lot of the self-help books, I won't say all of them, you can't say all of them, but you read, oh, well, all you have to do is think away the pain. Right. You know, all you have to do is think positive <laughs> thoughts and, and, you know, it goes back to the prosperity gospel where you just have to imagine it and suddenly it's there. And that's part of the thing that Deepak Chopra has said in some of his, certainly on his interviews. I haven't read his book, so I can't say. Well, the book that I'm reading absolutely supports Western medicine. Okay. But he talks about adding the positive visualization and the relaxation and meditation along with it, which, you know, the positive visualization, that's the same thing that, they, that athletes use. Sure. You visualize making that huge high jump or right. that long, long jump or... Finishing and, first in the race. And, and as long as you follow that up with actually learning how to do the high jump, right? <laughs> then it's okay. As long right. as you're going to a doctor and getting medication, it, I, I, pro, okay, I, I'll agree that it can having a positive attitude can help. I think often stuff like uh, Deepak Chopra, because he says things that sound a lot like the people who are full on woo, full on secret, full on uh, prosperity gospel. That because he throws in so much bathwater with his baby with the quantum stuff, that he easily gets lumped in with all those people, even though in some ways he can be more gray area, not quite so horrible as others. But it's kind of saying because a good majority of what he says is stupid and wooey that everything gets thrown out when we're just talking about that one person. I think also, though, you have to take into consideration the situation for positive thinking. If it's a job interview or a long jump or something else, to me, it, that is a completely different than say, 
oh, look, I'm going to get cancer treatment or I'm being tested for cancer. At that point, I think when the doctor says, you know, hey, there's this possibility that cancer is here, a little negative thinking might actually be beneficial because you might be looking at it in a more rational way. But like Simon Singh has this great video on TED where he talks about being positive, about doing your elevator pitch, about in the interview, you stand up straighter, you open yourself up more rather than hunch down. And those interviewers are seeing all of those things. So I think it's a matter of where you place it rather than positive versus negative. Well, yeah, you can't you can't give up reality to be happy. And, and that's really where our problem centers of people who eschew reality for, I'm just going to think positively no matter what. And when that happens, all you get is Mormons at your door. <laughs> but I also, I also don't think that when you're looking at the reality of a situation that it's necessarily negative thinking. You know, yes, you go, you know, they see something on your mammogram, they think that it's possibly cancer. There's still a difference between going, okay, this is cancer, what do I need to do next? There's something that I can do. There's tests that can be done. There are medicines that can be taken. And going, oh, my God, I have cancer! All over! You know, there's a difference. And I still think that you can be realistic and be positive and moving forward. I, I don't think that we have a... At the same time. I don't think... I don't disagree with that. And I hope it never came across that I, that I would, because I agree with that. Sometimes all you get from us is snark, so that may be how it comes across that way. But, but a lot of people, they make this division between thinking positive and thinking realistically. And I'm, I'm just saying that they can be one and the same. So there was an article that I sent you and I also posted, Why Positive Thinking is Bad, by a guy who does business. Right. He's, he's a business professor. But the point that he was getting across was why look at it as good and bad? You can be positive about something and be constructive towards it without, as you say, going, and that, that was his And that, that's the notes I put, I actually read that article and I made notes because everything he was saying, I was going, that's thinking positively. Yeah. That's thinking positively. <laughs> so it's, it's, almost a, it's almost a semantic pedantic kind right. of thing. Right. Uh, where because the problem it's like it's like talking about energy, which Deepak Chopra does is like he says energy. Well, that doesn't really mean anything. We all think we know what it means, but in a very real sense, it means crap. Now, okay, so I'm gonna go on the wooey side because I love to play devil's advocate. We are really made up of energy. We may seem to be solid pieces of matter, but molecules, electrons. <laughs> I mean, that's what we are. Right. We're just really, really, really closely packed together. Yes, we are an atom's ability to see itself. Which but... <laughs> is the philosophy be, be behind healing touch. Oh. Which, yeah, I know, I know. Oh, no, 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 We're not going to let you go on that one. Nope. Come nope, on. nope, 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 nope. I'm certified in two levels. Yeah, you're lost <laughs> no, over there. No. When you're, if, if you're talking about healing touch either in a Adam and Eve type context or therapeutic massage where you actually are touching someone and getting them into a relaxed state so that they can be refreshed and start over or have a happy ending. <laughs> yes. Healing touch, when you literally mean touching, sure. 
but the healing touch of kind of Reiki, where you're moving your hands over someone's body. And, uh, no, uh, we, no. Actually, fixing, we actually fixing touch chakras. people. Yeah. We're going to draw a line in the sand, and no further right, we, you we shall not pass. Right, well, well touch. touching, I mean, being social animals, touching does help. We, we know that massage does help. It's, again, when you start adding all of this mysticism around it where where the where the problem <laughs> happens you know we don't have a problem with with massage doing a lot of good we have a problem with like the little suction cups going oh well this is balancing the energy of oh, your I tried that once your it was chakras. awful yeah i had hickeys all over my back <laughs> <laughs> and they're not supposed to have hickeys on your back well you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back on the sex swing conversation. Whee! Yep. <laughs> Push me harder. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, I really <laughs> wish we had video of you two right now. No, no I, 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 I'm I, kind I, of glad I we don't. I called in for that. <laughs> Made an appointment. <laughs> Yeah, usually that costs you ten ninety nine on meditation. I was just gonna say that would be fifty dollars, yeah. please. <laughs> I brought the damn swing. <laughs> I'm taking it home with me. Okay, all right. So, so we we do take your criticism that sometimes we will lump all this kind of stuff together. Where yes, there are gray areas. There are. You know, there was a, an article that I posted to the main site, a review of alternative therapies for musculoskeletal problems. Basically, they reviewed a whole bunch of alternative therapies, and they said, you know, a lot of the stuff like <laughs> copper magnets bracelets and, crap and, like that. and magnets and all that kind of stuff, no evidence whatsoever. There's nothing effect, but there are some effects, posit some positive effects for things like yoga massage, right, relaxation, meditation. meditation. And and all of that is non-wooey and we will all agree with that to say yes. Relaxing can help you, you know, it's good for you. deal with the problems of your musculoskeletal problems or just feel better about your life. Almost every skeptical podcast in the last couple of years has had to kind of eat some craw in in that there have been some studies saying that for some reason we have no idea why, but the evidence says there's a small pain reduction effect with acupuncture. There is some small effect with that. We don't know why. We don't know how. Maybe it's a localized um, chemical release thing, that anti-pain or something. It's also been proven that acupuncture as it stands, it, faux acupuncture works as well as regular acupuncture. So it's not the acupuncture itself. It's something having to do, I think, with the, with the interaction of have, being paid attention to. There's a large placebo effect, but there have been some studies that have shown a small actual effect, but not a lot, and for very, very, very limited causes. So acupuncture has shown some effect in localized pain when it's not placebo, but it has nothing to do with ear infections. It won't cure your asthma. So it's, we have to draw, we have to be careful how we draw our line with things like acupuncture, where we can throw out magnets and power bands and homeopathy and all of that and say, this we definitely know doesn't work. Let's keep looking at this because pr let's find out why this works and then just take that and throw out A the little loop. side note on the whole magnet thing. It, it reminds me of a story of my dad. I went home to visit him and he was all excited about this magnet bracelet that he bought at the mall. 
And he was like, he was like, oh yeah, it was so amazing. There was this guy in the middle of the mall, and he had this presentation. And, and he's like, and, and the guy was like, like without the magnet, look, I can barely bend over, but with the magnet, I can touch my toes. And he's like, and I thought he was full of shit, but then. Sure enough, I tried to touch my toes and I couldn't and I put on the bracelet and all of a sudden I could touch my toes. And I was like, I was like, well, I was like, dad, well, couldn't it have been that, you know, the first time when you tried to touch your toes, you kind of stretched your muscles out a little bit so that the second time you tried it, you could actually get all the way down. He's like, no, 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 it's this bracelet. Here, watch. And he bends over. And he can't fucking touch his toes. <laughs> awesome. Well, let me just say, I'm so glad that story did not involve your dad coming home all happy about his new sex swing person. <laughs> well, that's just wrong. <laughs> but there is a basement she's not allowed to go no, into. No, <laughs> let's not be sex negative. It is not wrong. If your father enjoys sex swings... Shut up! No! Stop! 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 It'd be wrong if he tells you about it, because some things are better left personal. I think yeah. it's wrong enough if you allude to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice not to know. But speaking about uh, stretching out, I, I saw uh, an amazing sight uh, on my on my first oh first my. leg, uh, the first leg of, of my flight... There was a guy who fell asleep going from San Antonio to Houston. He fell asleep in his seat, sitting upright, and his head was perfectly horizontal. I've never yeah. seen this before. I know! Oh. It, it, it was sticking out into the aisle, the top of his head. <laughs> and I was just looking at him going, unfortunately I couldn't get the picture, because by the time I noticed it, we were, we were about to land. But uh, he just natural? wanted to poke him and say, <laughs> "What is that?" He's like, "Can you see if his neck is broken? Because that that's not right." <laughs> I'm trying to do that right now. No, I couldn't. I, I was I was trying to. I can't. I definitely can't. But I haven't tried. I haven't been doing. It's it. like when someone tells you that you can't lick your own elbow, and you immediately have to try it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Some okay, now can. I got to try that too. Yeah. <laughs> I can wait. I have a really long tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I wish I had video. All right. uh, Almost. <laughs> well, I think it's time to talk about something that's a little less sexy. And let's talk about the flu. The flu. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Sniffly, achy, 103 degree but, fevers. But, but I don't have a fireplace. Oh, Lord. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. It took me a long time to remember what that Seriously? thing was. Yeah, I don't have a place where you burn fire. <laughs> it's at Greg's house. Actually, Greg does have one. Wow. <laughs> so the flu, the flu. Well, apparently this year is one of the worst uh, years for the flu. Says I think who? it's like the worst in 20 years. Says who? Says the government. Oh, yeah, we believe them. S I, the Center for Disease Control. Oh, okay, that's fine. Not Bigfoot. So, or aliens. 29 of the 41 states that are repu reporting flu cases, um, I'm not, I don't know what's wrong with the other nine states, <laughs> are saying that their outbreaks are at severe levels. I, I don't know if those other states just haven't had any reported flu cases or are just not reporting the flu. Or maybe the people that report it have the flu. They're just out sick, so it's been sitting on their desk for three weeks. I gotcha. <laughs> so usually the, the, the flu is from, say, October to March, 
and apparently the flu season started a little earlier this Bless year. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Feeling a bit sick there, Donna? I guess I can't edit out that cough. <laughs> you always put it at the end. Sorry. So the flu season has started a little earlier this year, and some officials are saying that it's going to peak twice during this year, because usually it peaks a little later, but we already had a peak in December right smack dab in the holiday season so everybody was getting their family sick and people at airports were getting sick and and all that so it's really bad i mean, I mean there are a lot of they'll list in articles just state after state after state where you know this year they've had already had 22 flu related deaths where last year the entire season they only had one so it seems like it's getting worse earlier than usual, despite the fact that the flu vaccine this year covers several of the strains that are kind of going around this year. But apparently one of the strains, what is it? It is the AH3N2 strain is especially virulent, so you get sicker for a little longer, but you know, maybe you're contagious a little longer or something like that. I don't know all the details, but... But I also think that I read that the people who are getting sick, they're not staying home. They're going to work. They're going out. I mean, I see it. I see it all the time. People sneezing, coughing. They sound like shit. And they're, they're making at, their pizzas. And they're at work, you know, and part of it is what job security. Part of it is not being able to afford the time off or worrying about losing their job or. Yeah, even even though layoffs are at <clears throat> some their lowest point in a while, people are still afraid of losing their jobs because they take their personal time or or they stay home to take care of their kids, even if they're not sick. And the unfortunate part is that's spreading everything out. So if you have to go to work, wear a mask, wash your hands, cough into your elbow. Cough into your elbow. I, I did see four people wearing masks at the airport. I was like, right on. We're turning into Japan. I was at work the other day, and, and some chick was there, and she was not feeling well. And she's standing there making tea by the coffee makers <laughs> that everyone uses, and she coughs twice all over them without covering her mouth. No. And I was just like, really? Does this person work at the hospital? So uh, it's a, one of the reps. I, I've never seen her before. Okay, so someone with some medical knowledge is that much of yeah. an ignorant yeah. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I just, I just you know, played a little too hard last weekend and it caught up with me. And I'm like, yeah, now it's going to catch up with every freaking person that drinks <laughs> coffee. Thanks for coughing. That's kind of one of the, that leads into kind of one of the unfortunate things about the flu is... There's so many people who have flu-like symptoms, but they don't have the flu. They're sick with just a standard cold, or they're just they have some other condition that's flu-like, but they're not really kind of got the flu. So, well, what's the difference there? They're Greg? flu wannabes, fluabies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, flu posers. You know, flu has a full-on high fever. You're achy. Sometimes you have nausea. I mean, that can be a lot of things. What's the difference between flu and pregnancy? Because they sound kind of the same. <laughs> well, yeah, so flu it may be that everybody's pregnant. <laughs> and at the end, you shouldn't spit out a glob of... Never mind. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, ally to women everywhere, Gary Oscar Long. <laughs> I'm good. just saying, that's, that, that shouldn't happen with the flu. No, you, you Basically, if your stomach, if, if you're a female and you think you have the flu, and after a couple of months your stomach gets a little bit larger and you think you still have the flu, probably you're pregnant. 
And that is the educational piece on this podcast. <laughs> That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, never mind about all that other stuff that goes along with pregnancy. <laughs> Thanks, you know, Dr. Like, Gary. You're welcome. Cravings, missing periods, you know, never mind that stuff. Just watch your stomach. That's right. Yeah. Just watch your stomach. If you're but sick if you're for more confused about what you have, if you think you might have the flu, you might not. A lot of flu symptoms, you just kind of have to stay at home. You you shouldn't go out. You should you should just stay home and get better because there's not a lot a hospital can do for you unless you're having respiratory problems or if you have if you're old or it's a little baby who are more at risk. I hope the baby isn't might... going to work. Quite you. <laughs> <laughs> well, how else do you expect them to earn their keep? Come on. Jeez, well, man, you've got a really right wing in the past week here, Greg. <laughs> Put those kids to work, damn it. That was me. What I'm saying is people who are in at-risk categories should go to the hospital where others who are perfectly healthy you'll probably just be better off staying at home because they're not going to be able to do anything for you in the hospital and you might get people sick at the hospital who are there for other conditions. Maybe someone with a compromised immune system might get it from you. So yeah, just stay home. Don't go to work. Telecommute if you can. Wash your hands. Drink plenty of fluids. It's Just take some painkillers so you're not achy. Well, you know what? Now there's a Facebook app that will analyze your friend's status updates and tell you... Who is most likely the one that made you sick? I love that idea. Even though I never check my Facebook. But still, I think it's... <laughs> I, I I have a problem with that. That That's... I, I have plenty of friends here in San Antonio, but... No, you don't. The, we know you. Okay, I have plenty <laughs> of Facebook friends here in San Antonio. You can't get sick through the internet. Yeah, I, but a majority of my friends from college or high school or, or skepticism are not here in San Antonio or Texas at all. So it's not so likely... So you wouldn't have to worry about pissing them off by accusing them of giving you, getting you sick. But I would never accuse them because some of them I haven't seen in years. Precisely. So this doesn't apply. <laughs> they can still give you a virus, though. And it's just had a long 15-year latency period. So I think yes. this app is more related to people that you see face-to-face. Just an assumption here. But it just looks at everybody and says, "Does that has anybody said I'm sneezing or coughing or achy?" Right. But then if it says, "Oh, so and so probably made you sick," I don't think you're going to go and accuse that person of making you sick if they live in, say, oh, Vermont. Well, you know those crazy Vermonters. All of them are anti-vax, so <laughs> <laughs> them I might actually blame. All of them? There are a lot because of... they sent it to you on positive wave mind waves <laughs> across the continent. They, they didn't it's get a vaccine, sick. got sick, licked a lollipop, and sent it to me in the mail. They thought you sick. They thought you sick. Oh, yeah, the, the measles pops. That's right. I forgot about those. Yeah, that's a horrible, horrible thing. And speaking of horrible, horrible thing regarding measles. No, wait a minute. Have you, have you, heard, about, have you heard about the measles pops? No. Well, I, we, we talked about it last year at some point where the anti-vax groups were saying, oh yeah, when my kid had the measles, I had them lick a lollipop and then sent it to my friend's kids so they could get the measles, because that's good for you. Like measles, wow. chicken pox, all of those kind of childhood diseases that we got through, but we were lucky. I was lucky I never got the measles or mumps or anything. I had my chicken pox, but it's better that someone doesn't get those diseases. But apparently, Stephanie Messenger from Australia doesn't get that message 
No, she didn't. Aha. She wrote this wonderful book called Melanie's Marvelous Measles. And it's about this little girl who gets the measles and yet still manages, apparently, to run through the yard and hopping and skipping and smelling flowers and how great it was for her to have the measles rather than get that, oh, that dirty vaccination. It's almost like what little I have seen of it. It's almost like the tampon commercials about how, oh, look, you're on your period. Look at all these great things you get to do. You can play racquetball. You know, you go out with your friends. I looked her up. She actually says, she, she makes this statement in, in quotes, my unvaccinated children are alive and well, and my vaccinated child is dead. That's what I know and live with every day. So she's doing this cause and effect because she's convinced that one of her children who received a vaccine at some point in time, that that was what caused them to die. There's a small possibility that might be true because there are cases where kids or people have bad reaction to vaccines. That does Absolutely, happen. Absolutely, but ignore but all the positive minority. things that vaccines, exactly. And all the lives that it has saved and all of the permanent disability that it has avoided. Ignore all of that and tell people not to get vaccinated and basically kill your children. Yeah. In a completely different Or way. they <laughs> kill other people's children, and I won't go down that road again. The, the fact is that there are plenty of people who do luck out this way in that they have children who have not been vaccinated for anything. And they just luck out that, yeah, sometimes there are plenty of people, if we didn't have any vaccines at all, <laughs> Who are not going to get sick because luck of the draw, they don't run into it, or they happen to have a good immune response to that one disease naturally, and I hate to use that word, but yeah, it, it will happen that sometimes people won't get sick, but plenty of people get really, really sick and die, and they are relying entirely on everybody else getting immunized. Yeah, but it's a sign of how far we've come with the actual vaccines that we don't, as a society, we a lot of people don't remember the problems that measles, chicken pox, polio, polio mm. especially. We don't see that anymore. And so it's, you know, that's the success of the vaccines. Right. And so you've it's the good old days. Oh, yeah. You remember when slavery was so great? Yeah. <laughs> Or you remember when, when women stayed at home and cooked and men did manly things and children got sick and the woman took care of them? Yeah. Well, it's the same <laughs> kind of, like you said, idealized thinking of things like the... I know we've talked about this before because it has some... This is where we get into the gray area of, yeah, there's some positive, some negative, but the, the wooey thinking that happens a lot with the raw food diet or the paleo diet saying because it was natural th you know hundreds of thousands of years ago people right. lived more naturally men. were more in right. touch with the world it's like well yeah but they died early and horribly of diseases of starvation of bears their immune system was totally different their digestive system was totally different but their perfectly... skeletal structure was i mean <laughs> their skeletal structure was different no we were created ten thousand years ago i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> Six thousand. I mean, we we have evolved so much from that. Our diet, yeah, that's a totally different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going off. It has nothing to do with vaccines. Well, all I know, they were except for evolution. We have evolved with vaccines to a better, healthier, safer 
more yeah, you guys, hearty way of living. You guys say that, but all I know is our ancestors were perfectly healthy until they keeled over dead at 32. Yes, and, and right. cancer didn't exist until a couple hundred years ago. And autism didn't <laughs> autism didn't exist until we until we started putting thimerosal yes. in vaccines. Yes. Right. right, and we didn't need. And there glasses. was no mental illness at all. Yes. Yeah, we didn't need glasses until the 1400s. Right. Well, what I found just absolutely <laughs> fascinating about Melanie's marvelous measles have been the Amazon.com reviews. And I'm just going to read you one. Oh yeah. yes. I'm just going to read you one here. Please, please. This guy gave it a five star. <laughs> oh no. Hold on. Stephanie Messenger has given us a wonderful salvo that counters the medical establishment propaganda in this engaging and heartwarming children's book. However, I am very excited to note that she is about to announce a fully alphabetical, alliterative, alternative health children's book series. And here's a sneak peek from the publisher of a few titles with plot summaries. Alan, Alan avoids AIDS. Alan is upset when he, disco- oh when he discovers he's been diagnosed with the AIDS virus with HIV. However, he learns that proper nutrition, there's nothing to worry about as there's no proven link between the virus and AIDS. Kathy, (laughs) Kathy cuddles cholera. (laughs) Hold on, Donna, read that again because I don't think they heard you on this one. Kathy cuddles cholera. Kathy learns of the amazing ability of her body to heal itself after she loses liters of fluid. (laughs) Oh my God. Yay, Greg's gift. <laughs> Depressed Danny's discovery. All SSRIs he's been fed have Danny considering shooting up his school. However, kicking the chemicals. And oh, my God. Treatments, Danny aligns his spine back to its perfect mental health. Greg's, <laughs> Greg's gift. German measles. Holy cow. <laughs> Greg can't hear the school bullies saying nasty things because German measles protected his mother in pregnancy. What? Larry licks leukemia. Living next to power lines has given Larry leukemia, and that yucky chemotherapy treatment just makes him puke all day. Luckily, Larry goes to a naturopath (laughs) whose regimen of high-dose vitamins and goji juice enemas have Larry back to his old self in no time. And finally... Masala's Marvelous Measles, the companion volume to Melanie's Marvelous Measles for Pakistani children. And finally, Wendy's Wonderful Works. Wendy was spared the dangers of HPV vaccinations as a teenager, and now as a grown woman, you can meet the colorful cast of characters that live in her lady garden. Her lady garden. <laughs> so, so this, this is this has got to be. Yeah, I think so. It has that, got to be. Yeah. I don't know. He, he it cap- has got to be. <laughs> he capitalized medical establishment. Yeah, Only crazy caps. people do that. And 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 this is the most brilliant, brilliant, right? And there's cheek review. I you know, I there are people who that. go, yeah, awesome. "I only gave it one star because I couldn't give it none." And you know, <laughs> say, "I can't believe this rubbish is being sold." And there's just there are a plethora of reviews that had me yesterday crying because I was laughing so hard. So every once in a while, our group will do a Web of Trust recommendation to go onto a site and rate it on the Web of Trust plugin tool for browsers. Instead, this week, we're going to tell you, go to the Amazon.com reviews page for Melanie's Marvelous Measles. And if you have any information on the book specifically, great. But yeah, give this a whole lot of one-star reviews because right now it has how many? It has 
11 one-star uh, reviews, including the sarcastic one we just read. But fortunately, it has 77 one-star reviews, so let's lopside that just a wee more. There's a non-sarcastic review that throws out all of the anti-vaccination tropes. Oh, oh, read it! Uh, well, it's a long one, but one of, one of the things they says is, quote, Since when is a stranger more fit to make a choice than the parent is? End quote. And of course, that's assuming that the parent has medical training or really knows what goes on. It's kind of amazing that that's it's it's the the wisdom uh, of of the mother. What was what was uh what's her name? The anti-vax kook Jenny McCarthy. Jenny, yeah. Yeah, where she's like, I know more better. I'm, I know more better than the doctors do. It's like no. Well, I just really. I just found the review that you were talking about. I I particularly like the last paragraph of it. Most people will never even ask for the insert to a vaccine, let alone research what the risk-benefit ration is. It's sad that so many children are... Ration. Ration, whatever. No, no, it says ration. It has an extra N. It's sad that so many children are dying and being injured, all because parents just do whatever they're told until something happens to their child within minutes of vaccination. Does it become apparent that, quote, granola crunchy, end quote, parents were and are right? Now I want to go look at the comments. These are going to be some doozies. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> some people yeah. are allergic to some things, and you don't find it out, you know, until you give it to them. Unfortunately, little people who haven't been alive that long have not been exposed to enough things to know what they're allergic to until they yeah. have a And we're getting vaccine. better. That's what the whole genetics thing and DNA testing is about. We, we, but it we doesn't do... mean that it's bad for everyone. Unfortunately, yeah. those little bits of snippets of, yes, there are gray areas with vaccines, things like, yes, there are people who have severe reactions. Vaccines kind of coincided with the growth of hygiene as a practice so that less people got sick as both of those grew. And they'll take those little factoids and say, well, no, we don't need vaccines. It's just hand washing or or everything's cured by honey. Or, oh, well, I knew this one person who really did have a reaction to a vaccine, and it was proven, and they died. Well, yes, some people will have a negative reaction to that. Some people will have a... Some people are allergic to peanuts that a lot of people can eat. Those people shouldn't have peanuts. So they write a book about how peanuts are the nuts of the devil. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's like them trying to ban peanuts forever Devil-nuts. because some people have bad reactions to peanuts. Well, so castrate them. This is <laughs> this is something that I not really talked about. Like I said, we've talked about how my daughter cannot get the pertussis vaccination because she has a seizure disorder. But what happened was is that two months she got her pertussis vaccination, and yes, within a day she started having seizures. But what the doctor said is basically because the of the pertussis vaccination. It just brought out an underlying symptom that they wouldn't have known to look for had they had she not started having the seizures. So, I mean, she has this left parietal wave abnormality and neurologists have looked at her and, and she's fine. She's healthy. She is on medication. She is a straight A student as well. She just doesn't get the pertussis vaccination. So in this case, this led us to find out something very, very important about her. Not right. all, quote, vaccine injuries, I'm doing little air quotes here, are bad. If there's an underlying health problem that you don't know in this little two-month-old baby, yeah, you know? I don't know how else to explain it. It's like having an itchy asshole realizing that you have colon cancer. 
Oh. It's like any other medication really that is great. out there. People, some people can take it, yep. some people can't. People all over the world are allergic to different medications. Some people are going to be allergic to vaccines. It's a medication. Just because it happens to be a live or a dead virus, it's still a, a medication. And it's a lot of it, and a, a lot of it in the comments you'll see from people who are on the WUI sites, like the anti-vaccination network kind of stuff, and and all that. <laughs> it really news. comes down to two things: not being fully educated on the the real science of what is out there, and also just pure on fear and acting on that fear, and unfortunately, people suffer. And then somebody like Stephanie using that as fuel to publish this ridiculous book that other people are going to read and go, oh my gosh, I shouldn't get my kid vaccinated. Or If you can be vaccinated, please do so. I think that's really what needs to be said. And especially now, if you haven't had your flu vaccine, please go get it. I agree. Go to. Well, I think that's been kind of enough of a a rant about vaccination. I, I know with our audience, with with Welcome a skeptical show, audience, we are kind of preaching to the choir, but it is important to educate yourself so you can talk to other people. There are things in researching this story that I didn't know. Like, I didn't realize that with a flu shot, it takes a couple weeks to fully kind of kick in and be fully effective. And even that, there's the effectiveness on the flu vaccine is sometimes between 60 and 80 percent. Either some people it won't be fully effective or some strains it's not fully effective against. That's why so many people should get vaccinated so that the herd immunity takes over and 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 it's good for people. Oh, my brain just farted there. Um. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Vaccine good. Yum good. <laughs> so it's, it's just important to educate yourself about... Uh. What really, um, what are the facts about vaccination and how you can be a healthy neighbor to your people who can't get vaccinated? <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck it. Let's just right? go to the lightning round. <laughs> lightning round. Okay. Uh, lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. All right. So enough from the peanut gallery. You ready, Donna? No, wait, wait, what is the lightning round, pray tell? That's true, we haven't done the lightning round in quite a while. Well, we post a whole bunch of crap onto our Facebook page throughout the week, and we don't have enough time to talk about all of it, so what we do is we do a little quick quiz at the end of the show. We Each person gets 90 seconds to answer as many fill-in-the-blank questions as they can, and whoever gets the most is queen of the podcast. God, I'm going to so lose this. <laughs> well, let's give you it a shot. That. The uh, um, the thing, the who's going first? Donna volunteered to go first. Okay. So, so when I finish her first question, um, the timer will start. It's not gonna help. You. AAA warns <laughs> that warranties of most pre 2012 model cars could be voided by possible damage caused by blank. Uh, E15 gasoline. And Damn ethanol blends. Yep. <laughs> Gary Burdett, Vice President Operations for the Omaha, Nebraska Wendy's franchise, is cutting workers' hours so they don't blank. I uh, can't get Obamacare. San Antonio judge has ruled in favor of the Northside Independent School District in a lawsuit filed over blank. 
over the RFID chips in um, ID badges. She's rocking. At this year's Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, the company Plastics Logic has unveiled a device they're billing as the world's first blank. Paper computer. Karen Dreyer claims that her five-year-old son Logan, a kindergartner at Sandy Hook Elementary School, is psychic. Was spared from the shootings because he is psychic. <laughs> a study published in the January edition of the British Journal of Psychology, Psychology says people are more likely to develop a mental disorder, be dependent on drugs, and have an abnormal eating attitudes if they're blank. Um, if they're spiritual, not religious. Exactly right. Uh, this week, Susan Jake, uh, Jacoby published a popular opinion piece amongst my Facebook friends on the New York Times lauding the advantages uh, of blank in situations of grief and loss. The blessings of atheism. Good enough. Uh, Texas Republican representatives Lamar Smith, Louis Gomer, and Randy Newbanger, uh, that's the end of the tire, I will finish the question, are among 49 lawmaker, lawmakers who have signed to support a petition asking the Supreme Court to hear a case regarding blank. Oh. Um. Oh, uh, the Lord, no, not the Lord's Prayer. Oh, bugger. I can't remember. I well, it's it. closer to the first thing you said. Uh, public prayer at town meetings. Yeah. But yeah. you did really well there, Donna. You had seven correct and one wrong. That was awesome. Way to go. Woo. Awesome. So good Thank job. Thank you. Thank you all. All right. So that is laying down the gauntlet quite a bit. And let me reset the timer for uh, Janine. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the questions you asked were ones that I knew, so I think I'm probably shit out of Yeah, luck, so. you're going to be in big trouble now. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> All right. This week, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear a case that sought to stop President Obama's 2009 executive order to blank. Janine? I don't know. <laughs> Expanding research on stem cells from human embryos. Oh, that's right. I did read that. Uh, an Indiana <laughs> State Senator, Dennis Cruz, introduced a bill that would give public school districts the authority to mandate blank in public classrooms. Uh, prayer. Specifically, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, looking through thousands of malpractice claims, researchers found that surgeons blank at least 39 patients each week. Kill. Leave foreign objects inside. Uh. That was close. Uh, yeah, kind of close. I'll give you half a point for that. A new study published in the Applied uh, Cognitive Psychology finds that engaging in not overly complex tasks can rid you of blank. Engaging in not overly complex, complex tasks can do what? Rid you of something. Blank. I still didn't get it. Can rid you... Doing... Doing a not, not overly, overly complex, complex task tasks. can get rid of what? <laughs> can give what? Oh, uh, an earworm. Exactly right. Uh, published in Science, a chemi chemical analysis of 2.1 billion old rock sample, NWA 7034. The Mars rock! Yes, new insights on <laughs> Mars. The Indonesian government has released a draft of their school curriculum. Hold on. Uh, overhaul that would merge science and... Uh, oh, more, more religious teaching. Yes, merge their science and oh, social yeah, studies classes... Me, uh. 
so that more time can be devoted to religious yeah, education. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're yeah, wasting yeah. her time by Fuck continuing that. the thing. Well, her timer was up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that one pissed me off. Yeah, so it, that's exactly what Indonesian being, children need yeah. more of. Because kids weren't getting along and they weren't being tolerant of each other enough. <laughs> because religion is so tolerant. <laughs> Sorry. So, Janine... <laughs> yeah, apologizing to us. I got four. You got four correct, two wrong. Woo! Pretty good. Wait, four and a half. <laughs> Let's see if you can beat Gary, who sometimes has a big old goose egg. He has been uh, traveling a lot, so he may be... Um, um, jet lagged. Yes, that'll be it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what you call it now, huh? Yeah. 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 Jet lag. Just to give you a slight advantage here, Gary, I will give you 91 seconds. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Because that's funny. (laughs) How exactly? Um, I I don't know. All right. So, Gary, your timer will start when I finish your first question. Officials at the. Or at least a second before. Yes, Gary? (laughs) No, go ahead. You were trying to get a shortcut on knowing the first question by interrupting me. Well, it won't work. Officials at the European Space Agency announced that the Herschel Space Observatory has determined that blank is 20% larger than previous estimates. Uh, yeah, some, some Earth-killing meteorite thing. All right, I'll give it to you. The asteroid Apophis. Oh, Apophis. Okay, sure. Uh, changes in temperatures, season length, and rainfall have caused climate change that have affected and reduced blank in France. Sorry. Oh, wine, wine production. Spiritual guru Asaram Bapu uh, said that the Delhi gang rape victim was as guilty as a rapist because she should have blank. Uh, fought back? In what said, way? Said no, said no. Uh, yeah, okay. Called the culprit's brothers and begged them to stop. Um, using uh, ultrasonic welding, and the Electronics Research Laboratory at the University of Helsinki successfully produced a one-kilometer-long blank. Solar sail. Because the bee had tricked scientists for some time with its similarity to other species of... Um, Brazilian biologist Andre Nemeso has named a species of Brazilian orchid bee Eulogosa blank. I have no idea what you're Bazinga. saying. Bazinga. Bazinga? Bazinga! <laughs> Sorry. Um, the Los Rocas Islands off the coast of Venezuela are growing a reputation for blank. Uh, growing uh, a Bermuda Triangle death circle thing. <laughs> you got one there right under the wire. So, Gary, you had five correct and one wrong. That's pretty. That's pretty piss poor performance. Well, you've like you said, you're you're jet lagged. Well, no, and, and you're also cutting out about half the question, so I'm also <laughs> filling in the blanks. Yeah, your your audio on, on that we're getting is really poor. Oh, sure, blame the audio. Sure. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, because what we heard was oh, you, you basically sounded like Scooby Doo there. <laughs> so really, I think we should probably multiply our numbers by two. Because <laughs> we had to fill in half. No, Donna is queen of the podcast. She okay, is. Yeah, we're, we're not going to... She, she, she fucking rocked, man. Yeah. It was like no hesitation. She knew those answers. Yeah. Yep. She's awesome that way. 
Yeah, once in a while I can get it right. Kind of felt almost like my dissertation defense, just a little bit. (laughs) Yes, Donna is awesome, unlike that Connecticut woman who said her kid was spared the Sandy Hook shootings because her kid is psychic. Psychic? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to give that kid a complex. Think of all the other parents who she's saying, my kid was more special than your kid, that's why he survived. Well, yeah, it's, well, it's the I, whole I mean, secret. She's not, she is not saying that her kid was more special. They. What What's I more special article, than having psychic powers? But what I, what I read of the article, the explanation, was how agitated he was whenever he went to school, whenever they mentioned school, whenever they went near the school. And so they stopped sending him to school, you know, and then he would have to miss out on it. Oh, or, uh, you know, and, and, not necessarily so to, psychic. To it could be he was being he, bullied. Right. It, it, right. That is exactly right. You know, but the fact that, you know, there was this coincidence and she chose to think, you know, but who knows? Maybe and that's come, how religions get born. Maybe he will yeah. predict the next massive earthquake or... So the question is... is <laughs> or it, the end of the world or the rapture. I mean, maybe he's going to be the say next... the lottery numbers. <laughs> no, he, he's not going to predict any of that. He's not going to get the lottery or earthquakes. He's a very selfish psychic. Because he's only predicting stuff about whether or not he lives or dies. So is he willing to go back to school now? Well, he went to another yes. school, didn't he? And that's what the article said, and, he, and now he's back at school, and he's loving it, and he's dancing and he's around. Dancing and dancing for the teachers, oh, yeah. I, I got to the, the first thing I would jump to is one of the kids at either the old school or, or if he's back at the same school well, was really mean to him. And, uh, and it's a horrible thing to say, but killed? because that yeah. kid is not there anymore for yeah. a certain horrible reason, yeah. he's less traumatized going to school. Maybe. That's the. I mean, it's not just that I have a horrible, horrible personality and I'm going to hell. That I. That's the first thing I jump to because that's more probable. It's not just that he's going to hell. It's not just that he's going to hell. (laughs) But it's also. (laughs) You know, it's it's more likely that that or you know one of the teachers was horrible to him and he thinks. You know, yeah. Okay. What if he thinks so he is having a bad experience? So yeah, okay. I mean, we're just what if he th- this kid, like you said, grows up with a complex, thinking that he caused the mass- massacre. It's just that would be odd, horrible, and and that's just vanity. Yeah. <laughs> the chick from the 80s. Didn't Prince discover her? I think Prince discovered a lot about her. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think Prince invented a lot about her. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining us this week, people in podcast land. Thank you for joining us from San Diego, Gary and Janine. Yes. Thanks for letting me. That was fun. Yes, Janine. Thank well, you for joining us this week. You know, I, I think that you are welcome back anytime. It's It's nice having somebody else. With a double X chromosome on the show. <laughs> she has to specify it that way because I have man boobs, so she can't just say someone else with boobs on the on the podcast. Well, you've never met me. You don't even know if I have boobs. That's true. The video I saw earlier was just kind of... Yeah. They could have been fake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Or they they could they could have been. There is just those... so much I could be saying right now that I'm I, I know. You know you know Skype is Skype is is, is allowing um, video enhancements. <laughs> like, Wait a minute! Freeze that and zoom in on that. Google Google Plus was doing that last week. Uh, could you make them bigger? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just sort of. Alrighty then. <laughs> All right. So thanks for I joining think we us. Better get so out we'll here. talk with you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Oh, oh, bugger, you know what? Uh, You haven't been recording this whole time, have you? No, I have, but you guys need to... uh, look, Look on the website for the files. I think they may be on the website. What files? Uh, the sound files for Lightning Round and the intro. You gave me a <laughs> stick drive for, with some of the music, and I have. Well, okay. you didn't like my fake lightning sound or thunder sound. <laughs> well, I do that all the time too. I suppose if we all did it, it sound like us. On the count of three. One, two, three. Everybody expectorate. <laughs> <laughs> And then all you have to do is slow it down, and it'll sound like thunder. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure on that stick drive is at least the intro and outro music. And Okay. Yeah. If... You gave him your stick? Oh, yeah. I give my stick to anybody that asks nicely. <laughs> Adam and Eve.com. <laughs> it's just a stick. It's not my love stick. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't know that. And what what happens between you and Greg is a personal, private matter. <laughs> it's just between you two and the podcast. That's right. We two, the podcast, and the lawyers. Lawyers. Yeah. Now you really got him excited. <laughs> that turns me off. Excited? No, just confused. <laughs> anyway, lightning round. Why don't we just do, like, the extended three-minute one where we each answer and keep track? That was a bit chaos <laughs> And that would be different from the rest of this. <laughs> How? We want to f- sound mildly professional, don't we? Right. Do we? I, I think Why? you're the reaching there with the mildly. Stuff. I think you're oh, reaching yeah. with the mildly. I didn't sign up for professional. <laughs> yeah, that that's her day job. Sorry, this just sounded like it was fun. That's why I wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah I'm just uh, sorting into three piles. Uh, crap. Lost count. Okay. <laughs> crap piles. Huh. <laughs> well, it went, it, went, it went beyond piles the one crap. hand. Get it? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not used to... <laughs> Stop talking doing shit. Stuff, I'm not used to doing stuff on the internet with, with both hands. <laughs> so, 
<clears throat> yeah, he's usually typing. I, just, I really went way. <laughs> oh no, he went there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I went there, bought the t-shirt, and got the novelty spoon. So who is going first? Well, flip a coin. <laughs> the uh, lion's on edge, it's me. Got a three-sided dice? <laughs> Alright, we'll be merciful to the guest and let her go in the middle. Okay. So it's less I, less attention to her. I can go it, first. I don't know. I think the person in the middle gets the most attention. Yeah. <laughs> Enough about the sex oh. swing. <laughs> <laughs> so Donna has volunteered to go first. And Actually, Gary, do you have a timer ready? No, I don't have a timer. All right. Hold on a second. I'll go to the other room and get a timer. I'm not doing shit this week. He's timerless. <laughs> timerless. I have a timer. You could have just asked me. <laughs> no. We'll tell him when he gets back. The no, Greg. Greg has to be the the Greg. Greg who gets stuff done. <laughs> but can he operate the timer and the bell at the same time? Yes, and I can. Read. And read. <laughs> He's got two hands. <laughs> I thought he needed one for the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for the other part. He actually has three hands. Because one of them he got from adamandeve.com. <laughs> Happy hands. Way to tie it all in. <laughs> all right. I press stop now. So did I.